Are we about to kiss right now? all things UMass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Of course, if you have stories you want shared, message us on Insta at our new Instagram, the zoo report underscore, and on Twitter at report underscore zoo, and we'll dish it out anonymously. So it's been a while, but we have some things to go over. First, we went on a Barcelona bender last semester, and our fallen sister Kat held it down for us while we were gone. If anyone is wondering where Kat is now, she actually graduated last semester and got an awesome job in a marketing position for a nutritional nonprofit, Old Ways. Um, she's currently in an intern position, but she's hoping to come full-time soon. And of course, she and her boyfriend, Quinn, also met abroad, will be celebrating a year and a half anniversary this month. Aww. From the queen herself, she says she is living at home with my mom still, death not ideal, but I'm a broke bitch for now. Uh, typical. All right, fans. So if you were wondering where we were, if you don't follow us on social media and you haven't gotten the 411, we are um, we were in Barcelona, Spain last spring semester. Kat was at UMass um, holding it down for us, as Chloe said. But yeah, so Zoo Report took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, we spent, what, three Almost three full months in Barcelona. Um, it was almost our entire program, so we definitely got luckier than most people. But oh, um, we got we got so lucky. We left we, January first. I left January second, technically. Oh my yeah. goodness, <laughs> Chloe! <laughs> Chloe managed to book the same exact flight just one day later. So it turns out when they say it starts January second, I don't account for the time change of when you're gonna get there, which is six whole entire hours. So. Yeah, we did walk into our program building, and we thought Chloe wasn't coming until 6 p.m. that day, um, and she was just sitting there, fresh off a plane, two, like, very large suitcases next to her. Um, to it was a good time. bring suitcases to a restaurant for a while, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole experience. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to quickly, because we just assume everybody's interested, um, some of our favorite moments together in Europe, and... Our favorite moments apart, because contrary to popular belief, we do spend time apart sometimes. It's a rare occurrence, but it does occur. So, Chloe, I'm going to let you take it take it away with your with our your favorite moments of us together. This is going to be cute. It's going to be like a profession of love. Um, I remember one night we got to go to the W Hotel, which is, if anyone's ever been or is anyone ever planning on going, um, I definitely recommend it. It's this big sky bar and slash hotel right on the beach in Barcelona, and its top floor is a bar slash club that has windows all around it for like 360 panorama views of the Mediterranean at night. Um, and once we went there, we just like danced, had fun. Drinks were drinks. so expensive, yeah, but were worth expensive. it. We got like one, like I think. 15 euro drink. I and think. we were there with a lot of other friends from abroad and it was just overall a good experience. And then afterwards we left and you walked along the beach for a while and just like sat on the rocks and just like, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was just like a very like grateful appreciation moment of like where we were, who the people we met were, what we were, we were experiencing in, like, in that moment. It was a very in a present. We, I feel like we were both very present in that yeah. moment. It was a main character moment. Definitely for sure. a main character moment. We were in like clubbing dresses and heels and just like 
frolicking around, rolling around the sand and on I rocks. think my dress was like $9 off Sheen, too. Like, real classy yeah. stuff. There were people there that were dressed like like Gucci and like really nice and we walked in with our like I would say they were more in place than we were for yes. sure there was also like a weird bachelorette party going on at the same time yeah there was also it was the to describe it more the W is kind of like one large room you know what you'd imagine a penthouse might be at the top of a suite but within that room there are like VIP sections so there's just like a little rope separating you on the same floor of all the VIPs so I would say that's a little strange part of it but definitely fun though we didn't care we still had fun yeah um you were all vips in my book hmm. and then another good memory i have is we used to go to eat at this place that just had like really good like spanish appetizers like patatas bravas all that stuff and we just like eat till we were sick and then one day we found this little like private beach that was kind of like less off the main beach less populated just really quiet like really beautiful and i would just we just go like undo our top button of our jeans and like <laughs> conk out on the beach like so full like the kind of full you only experience on like thanksgiving day but that was like our everyday experience because we were like let's get this food this culture down and we just would sleep face first in our clothes on the beach with our pants unbuttoned because that was what else are you gonna do right we would walk right from class to like our class campus was maybe a five minute walk from this place right on the beach very great location for a school i have to say so should we go over your you some Yeah, you you borderline stole one of mine, but mine's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you have many main character ones. <laughs> okay. So my first favorite moment of Chloe and I together is when my family came to visit and we partied with my brother and his friends and it was that was unreal. Shout out Cam. Um, love you. But there was we went to Sieges, Spain. Um and Chloe and I were decently hungover i think i think we were like not feeling our best but when we got to sieges we just stood on this like jetty and my mom took so many photos of us and we just like completely fucking out on the rocks like frolicking so i liked that one i liked it a lot i like that one a lot too also kind of a main character moment yeah. i feel like all eyes were on us i know they were yeah. having their own photo shoot but I feel like they knew who was really I felt like we were the star of the show, um, as I typically like us to be. You can find those pictures on Instagram at Chloe underscore Lindahl5. Um, and at Casey Connolly, because nobody spells their name like me, so I got pick of the litter. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so quirky. Pick of the litter. Um, then my other favorite moment was another walking right after class. Um, there was, in like a similar area to where Chloe was just talking about, we found these like... The more we walked, we found, like, these, like, absolute strips of little bistros and, like, the one we we went in between classes and just ordered food and strawberry daiquiris and just, like, sat there and we both had class. Like, we had two-hour breaks and we just, like, drank one or two strawberry daiquiris, packed our stuff up and just went to class. And it was, like, a very surreal moment where I was, like, I am I really doing this right now? Like, getting strawberry daiquiris for two euro on a in tuesday class. at two on a tuesday wow um so she yeah it was a bad influence now we're gonna go over pick one moment apart um your favorite your favorite alone main character moment you're really putting me on the spot here right now do you want me to go i know mine yeah you go first <sighs> oh my god so i used to do this frequently and it wasn't until tiktok came out with like the main character you have to start with me discussing your life that I understood, that I felt like people understood why I did it. Um, we would go to clubs or bars and such, and 
I would always run to the beach after and just like walk by myself down this long jetty in like the ab like dead of night probably not the safest thing don't recommend but I would like climb these jetty rocks in my little heels and such and it was such a main character moment where like I would be a little bit tipsy just we're, we're 21 by the way and the drinking age in Europe is 18 so all of this is legal if you're underage we don't recommend doing these um but you just stand on the edge of the jetty and you just like look out into the Mediterranean and you're like you turn behind you and it's like all of Barcelona and all the clubs and like you see your friends on the beach and like the wind hits you and it's like this full like main character like soundtrack in your head that's just like you are the star everybody's watching you you are coming of age you're finding yourself and I went to Europe relatively heartbroken so those were like very important for me yeah I definitely would find you often just by yourself staring off in the distance and you missed a couple picture photo shoots because of that because we couldn't rally you from I I did but you know it was worth it I found myself I'm glad you found yourself you know not to be a cliche I went pretty happy and left pretty happy so that's good for me I guess (laughs) 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 the point is not to date anyone all right that is the point it really saves you in the end (laughs) just don't date anybody ever but I would say one of my favorite memories um where you weren't there was probably when my friend Lexi came and visited and everyone was gone that weekend. So it was like a bittersweet because we got to hang out and we hadn't seen each other in a long time, but also everyone else had left that weekend to go on like various adventures. So I missed everyone's presence. But one day we did a little day trip um, to Seaches and it was kind of during like the carnival week, which is, if you don't know, carnival is kind of like their long, kind of like Halloween-esque parade, but, um, less like trick-or-treating and more like dress up in costume and like go dance and like have a giant parade so we went during the day and they had this giant carnival parade and we just like got some beers and sat on the beach and like the parade went by us and there was like everyone was out like surfing and we just sat there we barely even talked honestly it was just like we just sat on the beach and watched the sunset and drank these beers and it was amazing so I would say that would probably be one of my favorite parts (sighs) ah Oh, to be back in Barcelona and all the other countries in Europe. Oh, to be allowed to travel anywhere out of the U.S. right now. It's so crazy that, like, less than an, I don't know, what was it, like, seven or eight months ago that we were there? Mm, Yeah, six, maybe. That just, like, about six or so months ago, we were traveling every single weekend to different European countries. Solely unaware that this virus yeah. was just like rampaging. Just going about our way. business. And the second we get home, it's like you can't go anywhere ever again. I was like, I really don't think COVID's a big deal, guys. Like, we can just keep going. Yeah. So in sure. light in light of our abroad experience, um, we are going to give this kind of a... I know it's the first episode, so um, we're running off not a ton right now. But we're going to give you guys some tips. Um, if you ever think about going abroad or just like traveling in general i know right now we're not allowed to so but hopefully one day that will change but the way i see it is this is a perfect planning time because you can't go anywhere yet so you can spend all your energy researching and figuring out great places to travel once if our travel restriction is ever lifted if we ever fix covid in the u.s so here is a tip right now just based off that Planning is very good. Highly recommend. Definitely do it. Research what you want to do. Research where you want to go. Research how much money everything is. 100%. But also know that you cannot go with a set of expectations of how anything will be. 
because no matter how much planning you do or what your original plan of it is to go and go or what you want to do and see it's not necessarily better or worse it's just going to be different so i think i agree go 100%. with an open mind and like be open to doing new things and being spontaneous at the same time um and just know that like when you can't plan exactly how all your trips are going to go good or bad however they end and up. that's like such the beauty in a lot of it where like you'll go somewhere with like what you think is your itinerary and the whole thing will get messed up and it's just like you end up doing things you would have never done um i remember when we got to barcelona and we we hopped off uh i want to say LAX? <laughs> no, we got off at, I think, Urquinona. Um, that is a hacked pronunciation of that. Um, Urquinona. And I remember, like, looking up, and it was, like, the first time we really saw, like, a lot of Barcelona in the buildings, and it looked nothing like I had expected it to look. But it was, like, nonetheless beautiful and breathtaking. So, I mean, you're going to imagine what somewhere looks in your mind no matter what. But I think you need to just be ready for it to look different. Even London. I've been wanting to go to London since probably I was 13 when I got obsessed with One Direction. Like, really, really, really wanted to go to London my whole life. Thought that I was going to move there one day. And it looked drastically different than everything I had thought that it would look like. It was still a really good time, but you have to, like, take all of your beliefs with a grain of salt, essentially. Be jaded. Be jaded. And listen, I know that Casey and I are two basic white bitches. But this is the most interesting thing that's ever happened to us. So just listen to our tips, please. Okay. We have a lot to say. <laughs> I like that disclaimer. Thank you for the PSA. Another one. This is specific to people like studying abroad. Um, I feel like if you were just traveling with friends, you wouldn't do this anyways. It'd be kind of weird if you did that. Don't book trips with people you just met. And when you get there and you're like in an apartment or like a little campus building and like there's all these other international students and they might be from different states or different countries or whatever and it's really exciting and when you first meet them everyone's wicked hyped up so you're like oh my god let's go book a trip together let's do this together don't do that wait everyone's gonna be friendly when you first meet them everyone wants to make friends everyone's Definitely. gonna seem like the most easygoing person and they're not and the thing is like do be open to meeting friends like even if you're going with people you know which obviously we knew each other we still wanted to like get to know and people. we did we did make and a lot gonna, of friends yeah you're gonna meet amazing people and it's gonna be fun um do spend all your money i promise <laughs> it is it's worth it also as long as you've saved up money easy to do yeah so it's not like it's like oh i have to spend more money no you're just gonna spend it and it's gonna be gone but don't be stressed about it this was the only time in my life where i've just like swiped the credit card and swiped it and you know what it's all paid off now i'm totally fine debt free right now and i got i literally if i wanted to go out to dinner i went out to dinner if i wanted to buy a 15 euro drink at the w hotel i bought that 15 euro drink i will say i did not buy two just because there are limits to how much yeah also i just refuse to give you that much money if also if you've ever seen parks and rec just treat all of abroad like Donna and Tom's treat yourself day. Yes. Um, the also, the treat yourself. Also, um, if you've ever seen the Cheetah Girls, um, <laughs> two, it looks exactly too cheetah. Like like Barcelona looks exactly like that. And I will tell you if you've ever been where they filmed their um, Amigas Cheetahs, you know that where they you did that performance at the end. Like. Um, 
when Mary Soul um, decided not to perform um, for all you fans. That's in the Gothic Quarter, and I remember watching it after I got back from Spain and being like, oh, my God, I've literally been there. We should watch the Teeny Girls. Side note. Okay, side note. Um, <laughs> another really important one I can attest to is anywhere you are, do not take the metro, which is the subway, at 5 a.m. Now, let me tell metro you Metro is Spanish for subway. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you something. You're going to read the signs for the metro, and it's going to be like, closes at midnight and it's gonna be a friday and perhaps the country that you're in the culture is you party until 5 a.m like spain was you're gonna read that and be like f a taxi because the taxi drivers will jip you and you just have to get jipped because you're an american in a european country but you're gonna be like i can take the metro it opens at 5 a.m we're here till 6 a.m muy bonita great um no that is not a commuter hour. I know that in New York City, in Boston, when you get on a 6 a.m. subway, it's because people are going to work. However, that is not what people in these European countries are doing. It is filled with a bunch of druggies and super creepy people that will approach you and get stupidly close to your personal space. You will feel very afraid. You will feel like you may get kidnapped or murdered. Um, just 10, 0 out of 10 don't do it. Um, do. Chloe, take the next one away. More of a positive note. Be be smart is what she's saying. But yes, do find out how far your Airbnb is from the city. Um, Along with that, don't trust the random black taxi vans in Amsterdam. If someone approaches you at an airport and says, oh, you're going there. I can take you. Don't follow them to their van. That might be self-explanatory. It doesn't seem... But in the situation, yeah. and you don't know how to get it makes there otherwise, sense. you're like, why not, right? And then suddenly he's charging you 35 euro for what a taxi would have charged you 10. And also, that's sad for us. It might be cheaper to be way out of the city, but sometimes you just got to splurge on a space closer because trying to navigate public transportation in a city that you don't know the language is just too hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If you don't even have a basic, and like, here's another thing that I'll give you. If you're in, like, a Spanish-speaking country, a French-speaking country, an Italian-speaking country, it might be a bit easier because there's a lot of words. Like, all of those, it, they derive... Do all languages derive from Latin? No, not all languages. Well, those do, and, and English does, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, there's, like, like a lot of the words in Spanish, French, and Italian you could figure out through context clues in, like, um, what are they called? Cognates, right? Cognato is... If- a- Anyone has cognate. ever seen Dutch written out will understand why we could not communicate with anyone in right. Amsterdam. If you're going to a country that speaks like Dutch or um, what did they speak in Switzerland? French and Dutch? Basically Dutch. Dutch is the hardest language to try to context clue your way into. Um, so I will say be smart about it because... It's, it's good to learn the language and, like, to talk to locals. And in that aspect, 100%. Like, it, it was fun. We went to a restaurant and we talked to this waiter. And he, like, gave us some Dutch phrases and whatnot. And, like, in Spain, obviously, like, we really tried to learn the language there. Um, Chloe practiced her French skills in Switzerland. Um, they came in handy. Yeah. But when you're in a country like Amsterdam where they only speak Dutch, you, yes, talk to locals. But do not think 
that you have the capability to navigate that city based off of your English knowledge and maybe your like Spanish or French knowledge because it's such a different language and a different culture like you need to be aware of that another thing and I think this is a thing all around Europe but predominantly an issue in Spain is what I noticed there is a serious problem with pickpocketers and I know people just trying to make a living dozens of people that got their phone stolen their wallet stolen their laptop stolen like, luckily none of us did oh our friend did. steph got her phone swiped this is crazy they're really good she had like a p code on they're with a really, really good <laughs> really good after you get your phone stolen <laughs> wait they're really good um she had a p code on with such a deep pocket in it and i was like walking across the crosswalk into the metro and she happened to be coming out we were like in between classes and i'm like oh steph what's up like how's your day bad and she was so shook and she was really. like she was like, I just got my phone swiped and I don't even know how. Like, it was deep in my pocket. So, however safe you think you're we being, be safer. We watched with our friend Carly, too. The guy ripped open her purse, but luckily she'd been holding it. Don't hold it normally is what... That time was the only time I'd say it was good that she was holding it in her hand. But, yeah, I've seen them happen and they're very incognito when it occurs. We and didn't even notice for, like, another five minutes. Pickpocketers love Americans because we have a tendency to have... Like loud conversations. Loud conversations, yes. Um, Screaming I'm sure, on the metro. I'm sure anybody who's ever listened to this podcast can only imagine Chloe and I's conversations walking among the street. Um, but you also, like, they know you're American. No matter how discreet you think you're being, they know you're American. And because they know you're American, they know that you probably don't – there's there's probably an 80% chance you don't know your way around or where you are. Toward the end of Spain, it got a little bit fun because we knew where we were going. We knew the city. I know. I know Barcelona better than I know Boston, but for sure. So I mean, people, the metro like, much easier. People slowly stopped. You were less of a target the more you looked like you knew. Like you really, in the beginning, had to fake it till you made it. You had to walk like you had been living there your whole entire life. But if you showed, if you don't show fear, in the words of Cheetah Girls, strut, strut like, like you mean it. it. That was perfect. Mind. Um, also, minor thing, Uber isn't a thing everywhere. It was a thing in Amsterdam and in Lisbon, though we didn't know it was a thing in Lisbon. But it wasn't a thing in Spain or, um, like, Switzerland. So, you, you check check what places have Ubers and what places you need to learn the public transportation better. Because um, even taxis, like, when you go to somewhere like Switzerland, it's so expensive. You don't want to take a taxi. It's like a crazy amount of money. Another thing, not to be all lecture or anything, but these are just useful things I wish someone told me. Um, you don't have to get to the airport two hours early. We showed up. I at, take blame for most of that. Okay, the first first time, and I know everyone out there who has a white dad just knows what it's like to wake up at six a.m. for a two p.m. flight. All right. Okay. Eager bunnies. It's just a thing, but. You don't need to do it. And we got to our first flight ever. I think we left at 3 in the morning. Got there at 3.30. Our flight left at 6 a.m. We got there at 3.30. So in, in an American airport, like I I do some traveling among amid the U.S. And if you have a 6 a.m. flight, you're leaving at 3 a.m. You got to get there. You got to get through security. You got to get your bags checked if you need to. Like If you've never been to an airport, this is what it's like. Yeah. It's uh, not like that in Europe, though. In Europe. In London, it was like that. You don't need to take your shoes off. 
which we also did. Which we looked like idiots. Because then they're like, what the f- Unless you have doing? boots on, then you do. Yeah. But if you don't, they just think you're stupid, which we were. And then you end up with an hour of sleep, sleeping on the airport floor. The only people in the airport. The only people in the entire airport at four. They the opened the security because we were there. And you know what? You're not going to sleep wherever you're going. So get as much sleep as you can before the flight. Honestly, on the floor, on the chairs. I will say, though, the UK is just as strict as America. Everywhere else, not a chance. The UK is different. I think London has more issues with it. I think it's more like... I remember times where we, they didn't even check our passports at some places. Like I, remember I don't. Being like, I think the only time I got my passport checked was going in and out of Ireland in the UK. Yeah, yeah, because you can travel around the EU basically with like passport free, and which is crazy. The, what's it called? The Schengen zone, which is the Schengen area or whatever. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. The Schengen zone. Yes, actually, it might be area. We not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference there. Um. Also, uh, another thing. Just to piggyback off Chloe. She does that sometimes. You don't need a 6 a.m. flight because the longest flight they are cheaper. you're going to have, they are cheaper. I, to, I digress. They're much cheaper if you get them at 6 a.m. I will agree. However, you will end up walking around Geneva, Switzerland with your mini suitcase because you can't check into your Airbnb until 3 p.m. You got on a 6 a.m. flight. Switzerland from Barcelona is approximately one and a half hours. So by 8 a.m., you're in the streets of Geneva, and nobody else is, and you can't check into your Airbnb, so you just walk around with all of your baggage. Also, pack in a backpack if you can for that reason. I was going to say, point on that, pack a backpack, because you will be walking around with your luggage no matter what. But essentially, do your research. Check airline restrictions. Mm, They have really, (laughs) really, really weird restrictions restrictions. on... Travel size. Travel size you will, things. You will fly in planes that are made of Weirdly plastic. Weirdly the only thing they're strict about. Literally made of plastic. Think it's going to come apart when it hits the flight. And their only rule is that you can't bring a backpack bigger than your pinky. So Literally. find universal outfits. And if you think you can skate by, you can't. They are like hard about it. Because that's how they make money. They charge you extra for all those flights. And then just a few things. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Just a few things. Just a few things. Just to... If you're going to Europe, you will see these. First, the PDA. The PDA is a bit insane. We would be on the metro and people would literally just be like full on making out. 10-year-olds, 70-year-olds, no age restrictions there. Which is like a lot of love, but sometimes it was kind of like... It's a very Mind you, Corona culture. was going around during this as well, so just like imagine that. Also, everyone greets each other with besitos, which is like the kiss-kiss on either cheek. Yeah, so if you're not really an overly affectionate person, it's going to happen to you. Um, and it is a strange thing to get used to. But yeah, I mean, p- people just full on straddle each other, make out in alleyways, park benches, subways. And you're just going to have to like turn a blind eye, I guess. Another another oral subject. Cigarettes. Everywhere your hair will smell like cigarette smoke, even if you didn't smoke cigarettes. It'll smell even worse if you do smoke cigarettes. It is everywhere and it's very interesting because the u.s if you see someone smoking a cigarette it's very it's like a stigma almost like they're bad for you don't do it you you smoke cigs whatever they don't even they don't vape there i saw no vapes strictly cigarettes yeah it's but it's also such a social thing like it's almost weird if you don't do it yeah and and there's areas where you you would meet all these people because everyone was out for a smoke and so like, that was interesting. Thing, just to like end this whole luxury thing, but honestly, take some of these to heart if you are planning on travel. But just know that, kind of what I mentioned before, whatever 
plans you make, whatever practice you have, you're going to make mistakes anyways, and it's just going to be a funny story one day. So learn to laugh them off. Forgive yourself. You're all Forgive others. <laughs> you will get irritated at your friends here and there. You're spending way more time with them, and you're in very high anxiety situations. Everybody's out of their comfort zone. Everyone's going through a bit of culture shock. But I honestly, not to be more of a cliche, I think it's one of the most growing experience like because you're so thrust into this culture shock this place that you're alone you're thousands of miles of home you're with people you don't necessarily it know builds strong bonds. you don't know the language it's going to build strong bonds and it's going to make you grow as a person like exponentially like going into that i know that we are talking so much about abroad but to be fair to us we had to rework our entire podcasting schedule we're literally in my basement right now recording this um very weird lighting yeah super weird lighting we're on a zoom recorder with microphones we bought like every everybody's life has been flipped upside down because of covid um but just to quickly like throw it out there dealing with covid while being in europe was that in itself could strengthen a friendship or a relationship or break it in the snap of a finger like i think that the the anxiety that we all felt when Donald Trump he doesn't get the term president no he doesn't even get the title when Trump put his little press conference where he was With like his little baby hands and little <laughs> baby press conference he was like no no travel for U.S. citizens starting tomorrow he didn't say or no travel into the U.S. from outside countries starting tomorrow. He didn't say that that didn't apply to U.S. citizens and that we had like a week grace period. Basically, he said borders were closing and you have 48 hours. And we were walking out of like a bar and we had our friends and our parents from home like freaking out. And it wasn't for like five hours later that it broke that it didn't apply to U.S. citizens. And by then we were on planes home. And that in itself was like one of the most panicked feelings i've ever felt just like that feeling that you could get trapped somewhere where your apartment is up in two weeks you can't live there anymore in two weeks you and like i said we're very very lucky we only got sent home a week early at most um two weeks two weeks yeah two weeks early two weeks early um still people got sent home three months early yeah um but just knowing like your apartment is up in two weeks if you don't get home you, you're in this thought process where you're like, if you don't get home, you're stuck here and then they're going to put you on the streets and then you're going to get COVID and then you're going to die here and no one's going to care. And we were just spending however much money we needed to on a flight to get home. We had one friend that had a like 12 hour layover in Morocco, which is super unsafe for women. Um, it, it was it was truly insane. Um, and I just it was interesting because we were in. We were under the impression that it wasn't bad in the U.S. because it was so bad in Europe. Like, we were in Spain, and my flight out of Milan was the last flight before they shut Italy Basically, down. I just feel like it was a bonding experience for people you knew and people you didn't know. People relate to that story, whether they have were studying abroad in Barcelona or not, like, all around the world. Like, the pilgrimage home was just chaotic and scary, and it's just a really bonding experience. But I don't think it should scare anyone from traveling in the future Absolutely not. once it's clear and safe to travel. Especially um, as people get more informed, like even UMass in itself is making such adaptations and, you know, making life safer. So hopefully I also is. just am glad that some sense of I'm always going to mispronounce this word. Normalcy? Normalcy? Normalcy. Oh, my God. I know. Normalcy. Normalcy. It sounds smarter, doesn't it? Um, 
is just like returning like we're starting our podcast again even though classes are online we're still at school and just coming from where we were in covid in such isolation just made me appreciate like even if things aren't totally back to normal at least some things are resuming and you still get to have more interaction and more friend time and extracurriculars than before so appreciating little things is important i feel like yeah i agree um to wrap this episode up we did have to as we said rework the zoo report set up a little bit considering you know our use for those of you who've listened we did our intro we did our upcoming events we had a guest we're gonna try our best to incorporate guests when we can um we want to be adhering to covid guidelines and socially distancing and all that good stuff so we're gonna try to figure out the best way to work around that um also instead of doing upcoming events for UMass because there aren't a lot we're gonna do a lot of upcoming local events like every Saturday there's a farmer's market in Amherst Center definitely check that out um spoiler alert bistro 63 slash monkey bar they do um like a cocktail night I'm not sure if a lot of people know about that so we're gonna look for things like that and then zoom events um any updates we just got an email from Subaswami recently today and a few days ago about spring semester definitely be sure to check that out we'll probably go into more detail next episode about that but um kind of what it's gonna look like thank you for visit for <laughs> thanks for stopping by guys thanks for sticking with us thank and you we'll for listening next week. we are excited for the semester and we hope that you guys are too we hope everyone's staying safe and healthy um hasta luego